Hey, everybody, we're live. Welcome to a, another riveting episode of Divi Chat. You scared me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tonight we're going to talk about what programming languages you should learn for WordPress. This was a question I had when I first started WordPress about four and a half years ago. And uh, I'd love to tell you that I went out and learned them all, but uh, I didn't. And I'll share that experience with you because it may be of value to some listeners. We do have a wide variety of skill set in regards to programming languages for WordPress here on the panel tonight. So I'm excited to get it started. But before we do, let's meet these awesome people who we're going to chat with tonight. And we're going to start with ladies first. Sarah is the farthest away from us. I'm starting with Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hey guys, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios, all the way from Australia. Nice to be with you. You can catch me at endure.com.au. Boom. So glad you're here, Sarah. Hi, Leslie. Hello. Um, Leslie Bernal here down in Texas, and you can find me at a girl and her Mac.design and at a girl and her Mac on Facebook and Twitter. I almost just forgot my company name. You almost forgot. <laughs> yeah. she, she a girl? Said, she almost said Asthma Grove Studios. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> all right <laughs> it's gonna be a great night yeah <laughs> and uh we are going to start from the left to make it easy on me and i'm gonna go with hey Corey. oh that's that's me that's you how's it going everybody uh cory jenkins aspen grove studios divi.space coming at you from prescott arizona we've got a snowstorm rolling in so uh if my power cuts out that's where i'll be Awesome. Glad you're here, Corey. I don't see you enough, and it's really good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David. How's it going? My name is David Elster, uh, Philly area, and I try to stay as hidden as possible on social media, but I guess you could find me if you tried hard enough. Boom. So glad you're here, David. Thank you. Terry. Hey, everybody. This is Terry Hale with MyScorn, Inc., I, uh, outside of Dallas and I work with different people and my favorite thing to do is pretend like I'm a coder. Well, I'm sure glad you're here to share your experience. You're hey, sure good at pretending. Yeah. Brother Tim, go. Everybody, Tim Streifler here broadcasting from the Austin, Texas area. And you can find me online at divilife.com, timstreifler.com, and wpthepodcast.com. And shout out to Terry representing the Divi Chat shirt. Show us, show us. Woo woo! Nice. Oh, Boom. Nice. You can tell I've been working that, on that. That looks very high quality. Looks nice. It, it is nice. I don't know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I hate nerds her. On the show. Too many nerds. <laughs> oh man, we might have some fun on the show tonight if I figure out if it's Siri or Google I think or my earpods are my echo. Hi, <laughs> right. uh, and my name is David Blackman with Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, WP the Podcast. So glad to be here. I am. You can find me for one night only because I'm leaving tomorrow morning. I'm currently in Fredericksburg, Texas. I'm kind of right in between Leslie and Tim in the central Texas area. I uh, have been for about a month, and it's been pretty awesome. So I'm excited to kick the topic off tonight. And um, I guess before we dive deep into it and go into what programming languages you should learn, maybe we should talk about the different programming languages, you know, kind of the list. And I'll go with what I think is... Actually, no, I'm going to let our resident guru, Tim, list off <laughs> programming languages. So, that was not who I thought you were going to pick when you said resident guru when we're talking yeah. languages. Well, just I, listening. I, I, so oh, either, just just, just listening li listing them. <laughs> so WordPress uh, has certain programming languages. It's written in PHP. Uh, the, the language of the internet, though, web browsers read is HTML. So PHP is server side. Um, and then WordPress also uses MySQL databases to store the content. Um, and then every web browser reads CSS and JavaScript to do different things. So PHP, MySQL, 
uh, CSS, JavaScript, and HTML. Boom. What about jQuery? Does that one fall on the list Isn't somewhere? Isn't that a type of that's, JavaScript? That's JavaScript library. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. You see? I, and I'm going to wow you with my expertise <laughs> on this show tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> so maybe we can give a short description of what each one is, you know, or definition. If somebody's got Wikipedia or David and Terry probably can answer a pretty good description of what each is of those there are. Wikipedia? Yeah. Wikipedia. Well, <laughs> PHP was originally written in the mid nineties to facilitate the use of form building on web pages among many other things. And then JavaScript is written about that same time, just shortly after to do validation on the forms and then allow animations like dropdown menus and, and things like that. Uh, if you're a language as a religion type, there's a funny joke that I just happen to know. <laughs> uh, PHP, Python, and Ruby walk into a bar. Python, of course, asks for something imported. Ruby tries really hard to make small talk. And PHP leaves when it figures out there's no spaghetti on the menu. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Terry. Uh, was, it's funny. Somebody somewhere is laughing. Yeah, somebody somewhere is laughing. Well, I will, in in case you're wondering, you know, about whether or not you have to learn any of these languages, this is what I love about WordPress. There's companies out there that make these things called themes. And, you know, they're pretty awesome. And I don't have an extensive programming background. And I can build WordPress websites. And that's pretty awesome super awesome. So I guess my first thing that I'm going to say to the audience in regards to the types of languages you should learn is it really depends on what your goals are, you know, and what you're going to be doing with WordPress. Um, I would love to say that I have the time to learn CSS, PHP, jQuery, JavaScript, all this stuff. And I'm a pretty good reverse engineer. So, you know, I can manipulate it and break a lot of things and then kind of bring it back together and fix it and figure out how it works. But I could never do it right out of the gate. So I think it depends on what it is that you're trying to do. So that's my, that's it for me tonight, guys. Go. <laughs> well, Leslie pointed out that we didn't finish defining. Yeah. He's oh, really excited so. about talking about. I thought our historian covered everything already. I'll jump in and, and define uh, CSS, if, if that's all right with everyone. So CSS stands for cascading style sheets. And if you look at like the history of the internet, I'm not going to be able to put dates like Terry did, but if you Google the first website ever, it's like, it looks like a Microsoft Word document in that it's just text, very little styling, very little formatting at all, no images, nothing. And so if you look at like the evolution of the internet, um, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, people that are a lot more skilled and knowledgeable than me. Uh, inline styling came first, and then CSS came after that to be able to control stuff on a more global level. Where mm. inline styling, you want to style, oh, you can style some text here, you can style this header. But obviously doing that inline for everything would take a million years on very large websites. So you can do a style sheet, a CSS document that allows you to control it globally. So you can say all the H1 tags look this way all the, um, you know, H2, all the paragraph, whatever. And then, oh, you can add class as an ID. So if it has this class or ID, do something slightly differently. That sounds good to me. Another um, way of explaining CSS that I often use to my clients is I say CSS is a little bit like we build a Lego, you know, a Lego thing up and we use all like just plain, I don't know, white bricks. And then after the white bricks are there, we start to color them all and reshape them or move them around, that kind of thing. So for yeah, clients, they, I, they understand Lego. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I think we kind of skipped over the CSS, CSS like uh, styling H, HTML, which isn't necessarily a programming language, it's, it's a markup language. So uh, a, a lot of the you know websites that you used to see back in the day, back when I was in high school, because I'm old. Uh, we're kind of just uh, standard HTML sites like <clears throat> Tim, Tim was talking about. 
And then once uh, CSS started becoming overlaid on, on top of HTML, uh, that's when the site started to kind of beautify a lot. And then there's been several, uh, you know, iterate well, qu quite a few different iterations of CSS since then that can, uh, you know, create different uh, animations and, and styles and stuff like that. But I, I think we skipped over HTML. <laughs> yeah, we did. I, I went right to CSS. <laughs> HTML. HTML well, is it, a markup language, like uh, Tim was just saying, stands for hypertext markup language, as it were. Um, I don't consider it a programming language, but it is a language uh, like CSS. You're, to me, languages are more like your Cora, your uh, PHP and, and JavaScript, which, by the way, is not really related to Java, but uh, anyway. Yeah, it's it's interesting. This is just kind of a side note um, that popped in my head. It doesn't matter what a website is built with PHP, you know, what uh, CMS you're using. It at the end of the day, everything generates HTML. Like every browser reads HTML, among other things. And so, um, yeah, at the end of the day, having a basic understanding of HTML and how a website or a browser reads it, I think, is important, no matter you know what skill level what you're doing. Yeah, and, and that carries across to like PHP. You look at, uh, you know, you start digging into PHP, um, you see a lot of HTML uh, elements within that. So, of course, uh, you know, as a starting block, before you learn PHP, probably know HTML rather well, and then it'll make it easier to, to navigate around a, a PHP uh, document or something like that. Elster, you want to tackle JavaScript description? <laughs> uh, uh, before that, I kind of want to like wrap everything up. Um, it was explained to me like a car analogy, right? So like the because HTML is a markup language, it's just a list of the stuff that's in the car, right? Like it's just like uh, for your site, it might be the header is here, the footer is here, and here's all the stuff in the middle. But it's just a list of stuff. It doesn't actually do anything. And then your CSS would be uh, the paint job and the location of all the things. Um, so that's like your styling. And then PHP would be the engine. It's the thing that actually makes the thing run. And WordPress is essentially um, like a library for PHP. That's not exactly correct. But I mean, uh, you have this PHP engine that's running, and WordPress sits on top of it and lets you do more things than, uh, or a lot of things just that you would have a terrible time doing in PHP, right? Um, in terms of, if you want me to do JavaScript, I'll do JavaScript. Like uh, Terry said, it's not related to Java at all. Um, it is the front-end interactability uh, part of the thing. Whenever you um, see, well, I mean, CSS is taking over a lot of it. So whenever you see animations and stuff, that's typically uh, CSS these days. But um, uh, any kind of front-end uh, rendering stuff that's handled by javascript i'm not i'm maybe i'm not the one to answer that one you know you can actually create an html and a body tag with a text editor and then create your entire website with javascript technically Absolutely. you can do that but you don't want to but javascript allows you to manipulate any part of the dom that you want and then like we were talking about earlier with uh just user validation and animations and things like that but yeah so to i like the car thing david That's you said cool. you said that you don't want to do that but uh we're actually moving in that direction uh in, in terms of things like react that's what it does you have yeah. a uh, container and then react is written entirely in javascript you say what you, you want to fill into that container and what um what might be the trigger for adding these so like when they hit the blog uh, route, then you will feed them all the, you'll fill in blog articles that uh, meet some kind of requirement, right? That's all done by JavaScript. So it's not that you wouldn't want to render things in JavaScript or, or have all that content, but, but there is, should be HTML, uh, at least a template backing that up, right? It should be, the JavaScript should be filling some kind of template. You don't want to do all of it dynamically, of course. Right, right. Good point, good point. Well, one thing I want to jump in and say, kind of bringing it back to Divi in terms of JavaScript. If you look at the different Divi modules, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but the the tabs, the accordion modules, um, things like that, that require some sort of user interaction, you know, to be able to see 
you know, the next tab or, you know, to click the accordion, that's all done with JavaScript. And there's quite a few more. Um, that's the accordion almost certainly does because uh, click events are a big thing in JavaScript, but Technically, there is a way to make CSS tabs, and I haven't looked at Divi, like how Divi handles tabs, but um, if you make the tab, the things that actually toggle the tabs as um, styled checkboxes or uh, radio buttons, essentially, then you can show and hide content based on, the, on that, and you can do it entirely in CSS. CSS oh my is, gosh, I'm going to try that. <laughs> CSS is slowly taking everything that used to be JavaScript only, and it's like, but we can do that. We can, that's a style thing. That's not technically an interaction thing. And so CSS is, is robbing JavaScript of many of the things that it did before. Yep. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but HTML5 is doing a lot of stuff that used to only be able to be done in, in PHP, like validations and, and quite a few other things, correct? I, I, know, I know a lot of like inline validations are done now with HTML5 on like forms and stuff. You still want to. You're still going to need um, JavaScript or PHP to do something with it. You can validate with HTML5, but you're going to want to, like, you when you submit a form, you want something to happen, right? So even if it's client side, like uh, as I type in my name, I want it to show up somewhere else. Uh, you know, like display the input as you're typing it somewhere. That you can do that with JavaScript, but you're going to need something more than just HTML usually. Yeah, and HTML5 is kind of where you get your replacement for things like Flash and and uh, canvases and graphics and uh, audio and things like that. You used to have separate uh, plugins or add-ons or, you know, we used to run Java applets in our browsers. Uh, all that kind of stuff is taken up, taken care of now pretty much by the HTML5 standard. So the $64 million question, which languages do you need to know? <laughs> yeah. All of them. Can I, to answer that question, David, I'm going to say, I like that we, the, the title of the episode is what program, programming languages should you learn? Because I think there's a difference between what should you learn and what you need to learn. Right. Yeah. That's what I meant. Which ones sh should you learn, yeah. Tim? Because you were right when you said need to learn well yeah technically with wordpress you don't need yeah, yeah. To learn any of them for, for wordpress uh yeah there's a, a varying like skill level but now for divi learning languages within the wordpress environment versus outside of it is is quite a bit different so if you want to be a wordpress developer versus um you know some other type of software engineer asp yeah oh god please no <laughs> i think you even Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, just because of what WordPress is built, has been built on, it's slowly changing directions a little bit. But if you want to become a WordPress developer, then you need to know PHP and JavaScript. I mean, it's it's pretty much ubiquitous. It's everywhere. I'll just throw that in. Go ahead, David. So... Uh... Like somebody, like several people have mentioned so far, there's definitely uh, different levels. Regardless of what level at you're at, um, even if you're drag and drop, be it Divi or something else, uh, you need CSS. I personally believe that everyone should know CSS. Uh, if you come to a support forum and ask how to change the color of a button because your drag and drop builder doesn't offer that for you, that's that's going to be an issue, right? Like everyone should know how to change the color of a button. Um, and then, in, and then, so the priority past that depends on what you're trying to do, of course. Uh, as Terry said, PHP, I mean, WordPress is built on PHP. It is a, a PHP CMS. Uh, right now, PHP is kind of a big deal, but it is slowly moving, uh, decoupling itself from that. And we're slowly moving away from that. So it's not the most future-proof skill set. And I would put PHP really low down the list. Um, unless you're trying to build, if you're trying to uh, make a plugin for today, PHP is the thing to do. But by the time you learn it, it may not be the thing to do anymore. <laughs> so uh, currently, I would put uh, JavaScript at the, right below CSS. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to start uh, yeah. even, even more basic. And I'm going to say for anybody getting into any sort of web design, uh, it, even though it's it's not a programming language and you know neither a CSS, but learn HTML. Um, you know, even even with like WYSIWYGs and like inline styling uh, tools, 
it's it's going to make your life so much easier to know you know just 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 know html you don't have to master it but know know what a div is know what a div is know what a uh you know unordered list is know what a li is like you know it's going to help you so much in in your everyday work uh whether it be with wordpress or any other um type of web development then i would say um you know on top of that you're starting off as a designer um learn css um like david was saying it's super imperative to just being able to change styling on on certain things that maybe you can't uh do within the theme or or the WYSIWYG. <clears throat> after you learn html it's going to make php a lot easier uh, to learn i'm not a php master but i can get in and navigate around it um, quite a bit and then after that i would say taking matt mullenwig's advice uh back in december of i think it was like December 2015, learn JavaScript deeply, and he was alluding deeply. to Gutenberg, uh, which is uh, going to be the new uh, 5.0 version of WordPress, which is going to be much more heavily relied relied on um, JavaScript. So that's coming yeah. up quick. Not so just Gutenberg, but also I got to throw the Calypso in there because they've rebuilt the entire backend on React. Um, it's it's live on WordPress.com, and you can check it out. I think you can access your WordPress.org websites through it. Um, and you can see there's a clear pattern here. They've So far, they've moved the entire WP admin to React, and then they moved the entire default editor to React. So uh, when Matt said learn JavaScript deeply, what he really meant was, we're not sure at this time if it's going to be React, but you need to be ready to jump on whatever that train is, and it is React. The answer is React. Yeah. yeah, good point. So, Corey, you said you took a step back and talked about HTML. I want to take a step back even further because I think even more important than learning the languages is learning like how they all work together. So, if you look at like the anatomy of a WordPress website, knowing what languages are used to create that. So you know, knowing how WordPress works with storing the content in the, the MySQL database and the PHP files and, you know, the CSS. Cause I think that's almost more important than learning some of, you know, like learning PHP, you know, if you want to build a website, kind of just from a high level, from a conceptual standpoint, knowing what the languages are and how they work together to create that WordPress website that you see in your browser. Um, and then from there, yeah, like Corey said, HTML and then, you know, CSS, JavaScript, PHP. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really important. Once I kind of wrap my head around how everything works, like I'm I'm not a PHP programmer. Like Corey said, I can kind of go in and manipulate things and navigate through a file, but I'm not writing like functions in PHP. But I understand from a high level what it does and how it works with WordPress and WordPress themes and everything. So that helps me to be able to know, okay, here's where I'm stuck here's where I need to outsource to David or Terry, you know, or someone that knows how to actually code in that language. Why, thank you, Tim. Next. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I, I would want to say about this is, uh, like, I don't know PHP, I don't know JavaScript. Um, I started with HTML and I started by learning how to, like, make a website with HTML and then learning how to style it with CSS. And then I moved to WordPress, where obviously everything's in PHP. I think you need to work out what do you want to do? Like, do you want to design websites? Do you want to build with something like Divi and use a lot of the functionality that is already out of the box and maybe a few plugins here and there? Do you want to become a support person to, you know, enhance websites using PHP or JavaScript? That's kind of where you need to work out what is it that you actually want to do? For my job, although, yes, I would desperately love to know PHP and maybe I should switch that focus to JavaScript given, you know, what David's saying in the future, but I think for my job, I don't actually need it right now. And what I do need is I need to, yes, understand the anatomy and, yes, I want to really be able to nail my CSS and if anything needs my attention, I want to really grow that so that I know how to do everything that I possibly can with CSS but if I need to build in some functionality, I'm going to pay someone like David or Terry to come in and help me to enhance my website. You don't have to know every single language 
because potentially that time that you spend on learning those languages and learning how to implement them, you'd be far better just to pay someone else to do that and for you to focus on what you're good at, which might be just designing websites and manipulating with CSS. I do agree that you really want to know how to do CSS and ideally you want to understand HTML because sometimes you need to manipulate in the text editor, for example, and being able to go into that text module into the like the code part of it and understand what you're seeing. Like if there's some weird code or something and being able to just know you can delete it, that's really helpful. But you don't have to learn all these other languages. Potentially, it's fine just to pay someone else to do some of those bits. I would love to be able to do what Tim does and be able to read it, be able to maybe move a couple of bits and pieces around. That would be my end goal. But I'm not planning on becoming some like ninja in those languages. So I just want to put that out there. Work out what your end goal is. It may not be that you need to know all the languages. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And it, there's kind of like you have two like drastically different ends of the spectrum of people that get paid to build websites. You have, you know, full on WordPress developers, and then you have WordPress implementers, you know, that install a theme, you know, use a page builder, that sort of thing. And then you have people that are kind of all in between those that know different levels of CSS and, you know, picked up some JavaScript here and there and can do different things. So I think what Sarah said is, is dead on figure out kind of where you want to be and then you know, decide from there what to learn. Yeah, I, I think I think guys like like Tim and I are kind of like uh, almost like translators for programmers like David Elster <laughs> and, and Terry. Yeah, um, and and we know enough to go in and and maybe change something like you know in a plugin without having to bug them um, all the time. But we're kind of that that link between uh, you know the the programmer and the end user to where we we understand enough to to kind of explain and and know what needs to be done. Um, yeah, that's a good point. We, I think we have people asking like the best places to learn. Would that be a good place to segue? Like maybe we can talk about where we learned or how, how we learned. That sounds so, good. So I yes. kind of, uh, in the chat, I, I just plugged it. Um, I have a formal programming background, so I'm not the best person to answer this question. However, um, whenever you learn a new skill, you have to find uh, somewhere to learn from, right? Um, I think West Boss, and it's W-E-S-B-O-S dot -S com. West Boss has video tutorials on uh, everything JavaScript related. That includes, uh, he has JavaScript 30, which is vanilla JavaScript. He's got an ES6 course for ES Next. And then he has a React for Beginners course. Um, if you are interested in, say, uh, developing Gutenberg stuff or the future of WordPress, if you want to be the person who helps push WordPress forward, uh, I think that's a good place to start. I would say for um, maybe HTML and CSS, I'm not sure on the other languages because I haven't done them. Oh my gosh, your dog is cute. Um, sorry. I, I would say that probably lynda.com was a place that I learned. So it's it can be expensive, but I just got like a three-month subscription and I went through all of their HTML courses, all of their CSS courses, and I came out feeling like I really knew what I was doing with those things. Um, so I, I'm a big advocate for lynda.com, even though it's expensive. I know you can do stuff on Udemy, but the quality of Lynda is always top-notch. Another place, uh, a free place, I haven't spent a lot of time in it, so I can't vouch exactly for the quality, but I know it, it at least is a good place to kind of get your feet wet, and that's Code Academy. I don't know if, if Terry or David or any of you guys have uh, had any experience and can vouch for it, you know, from a, a quality of a coding knowledge standpoint, but, um, you know, it kind of teaches you through tutorials and there's quizzes and stuff like that, and it's completely free. I don't know how uh, in depth it goes. Like you, you don't. I don't feel like you come out of those courses um, having a, a large understanding of the thing, a deep understanding of anything. But they're good as uh, refreshers, and they're they'll, they're good at identifying places that you're lacking. So um, Code Academy definitely. I've run through a couple of those courses, and I certainly enjoy them. And plus, the the way that they teach you is uh, really friendly to people who aren't programmers. You know. Nice. That's good to know. Yeah, and if you <clears throat> go ahead, David. I was just going to say, if you're a a learner like me, the University of YouTube is really really good. Uh, 
If you want to be formally educated, <laughs> go with what these guys say. No, yeah. David, no. Maybe for you like something little, like my yeah. dating website or something. But no. Come on, come on. YouTube can you can do everything on YouTube. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I was gonna say once again, I'm old, and um, I think I like inadvertently learned HTML from like messing around with like MySpace um, skins and like templates back in the day. Look at Elster. <laughs> The millennials are, are laughing. Yeah, it was like, it was, uh, I, I think I just like started messing around with those back in the day. And I just like inadvertently picked up HTML before I even got into uh, web web design or anything like that. And um, yeah, after that, once I decided, I, you know, I, I was getting into web design, it was um, uh, Codecademy was, was a huge help with uh, CSS. You're not going to learn everything you can do in CSS because there's so many, there's, just so many things you, you can do, but you're, you're going to learn like the nuts and nuts and bolts of it. Like, you know, uh, brackets, media queries, uh, d different things like that. And just the overall structure of, um, you know, how CSS should be formatted. Same with PHP. I, I, I picked up a pretty broad understanding of PHP from Code Academy and it's really interactive, uh, kind of fun, uh, easy to use. And yeah, it's, it's not going to give you the formal education, like, David Elster's had, but uh, if it's something that you're interested in and kind of want to have fun with, maybe you know after you put the kids to sleep or whatever it is, uh, Code Academy is definitely a good resource. The dog to sleep. Yeah, I don't. I don't have kids. Yeah, after, so, you, uh, after you put the dog to sleep, I thought you were saying I put your dog to sleep. <laughs> no, 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 no. I me, it would be after I put the dog to sleep because I don't okay. have kids yet. <laughs> So Terry mentioned in the chat a uh, website called CSS Tricks, and it's css-tricks.com. Uh, that's a really good one. Uh, it's not so much for tutorials and stuff, but they keep on top of things. And so you can follow the news, or if you uh, need a quick snippet, they probably have it on there. And they have, you know, especially with CSS, obviously, because of the name, right? They have uh, what they an article called A Complete Guide to Flexbox, and it covers every feature of Flexbox with pictures, which is really handy. And uh, the new thing, the new thing on the block is CSS Grid, and they have a, a post called A Complete Guide to Grid. As you can imagine, it is uh, the entirety of the grid spec with pictures. And CSS Grid uh, has amazing browser support. I think it's even Edge covers it, and maybe IE 11. I don't think IE 8 or 9, but um, as it, if you look at Bootstrap and Foundation and all the uh, frameworks that we find outside of WordPress that sometimes people hack in, um, most of those are, like, they used to use floats. And if you know anything about CSS, you probably hate floats. So they've moved uh, all the float stuff to Flexbox and CSS Grid. And if you're interested in CSS, that would be a great place to start. That's awesome. And CSS variables. And CSS variables. I just yes, learned 15 minutes. <laughs> you should plug that site too because the Scrimba yeah. or whatever, that is an yeah, amazing that's good. site. I've been YouTubing to see if you could find anything on YouTube, by the way, folks. <laughs> and there are I... some pretty extensive. There's a CSS crash course for absolute beginners that's an hour and a half long. And I've just been reading through the reviews. And I checked the guy out, Traversy Media, and he's got a lot of really good thumbs up. So I, I wouldn't be hating on the University of YouTube too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of like David, where I've kind of learned a lot as I go, where it was like trying to figure something out to, you know, to achieve something. And I would Google it and come across a CSS tricks article that would show me how to do it. And, you know, it was I don't necessarily recommend that because, you know, you can pick up a lot of bad habits and, and learn outdated stuff, kind of like uh, David was saying, David Elster with the the floats and stuff like that. Um, but for me, it, it worked because um, I have ADD. I'm not good at sitting, you know, in a lecture style, um, you know, even online classroom setting, watching, you know, videos and stuff like I learn by getting my hands dirty and getting in there and, and trying stuff. And so for me that that worked where i was i would learn as i go and and, and different google things and youtube and stuff like that um but yeah I, I don't necessarily recommend it but you know for certain people that's kind of what you have to do i guess that's certain me styles yeah that's me. i like you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah get in and break some stuff set up a dev site and 
and crash it. That's I'm kind of half and half. That's really the only way you're going to learn ultimately. <laughs> I I went to uh, to school well for graphic design. I had no intentions of being in web, um, but they thankfully they had uh, I had to take web track. It wasn't an option. I couldn't graduate without it. So I had to learn HTML and CSS. Um, but thankfully, you know, being a designer, I had gravitated towards CSS immediately once I started playing with WordPress. Um, I'm like Sarah, I had first built HTML um, sites, but we used Dreamweaver um, at the time. And then I found WordPress and I was like, oh, shit, that takes care of like a bunch of stuff already for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I gravitated towards CSS and I just love it. I, I would say it's like, if, don't they say like HTML and CSS are like the front end languages and everything else is like the back end or something like that? Yeah, and um, interestingly, like, my husband's in other IT areas, and so he knows some of the other languages, and he cannot wrap his head around CSS, which I love because I'm, like, all over CSS, <laughs> but I have no idea about the other languages. So together we're a good team. So it may be that, like, your brain understand, right. like leans towards one more than the other, and maybe that's where you want to spend your attention is which one makes more sense to you because some of I've I've tried PHP and I just my brain doesn't get it but CSS I'm all over it. Nobody likes PHP, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> even though even though those of us who understand it don't like it. <laughs> well that is good to know. It's not just me. I'm curious out of out of people on the panel tonight, how many could just like write raw code? You know, without cheating. Do you want an e-commerce like, side or do you want language? Yeah, what language? <laughs> well, let's start with let's let's start with who could build a website with HTML. I could. It wouldn't look great. That's almost, but... <laughs> that's almost everybody. Okay, who could write CSS without inspect element? Yeah. <laughs> eh. Okay. Who could? <laughs> Who can write PHP and build a plugin without even, you know. Without and, stealing snippets from elsewhere. Okay. All right. Not one. I mean, you I have a boilerplate with, like, the, the, the header and stuff, the yeah. comment section. But, yeah, I could do put my hand up. What yeah. about JavaScript? Let me tell you something. As a developer, especially uh, the way WordPress is going, JavaScript is your best friend. Love yeah. JavaScript. <laughs> I'm I'm asking for a reason, a specific reason. I'm not trying to put anybody on the spot. Um, You're just making me feel horrible, David. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to make you feel awesome. These yeah. people have successful WordPress businesses. And, you know, there are ways around, you know, building WordPress businesses and websites without knowing how to do these things Line for line. Now, David, as he said, he's college-educated. We have somebody on our team who is also college-educated, and the guy sees ones and zeros. And he can <laughs> write it. He's, 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 he's like the smart people. <laughs> yeah. So, we speak matrix. Yeah, and I guess my point <laughs> is is that it's, you know, you can, you know, don't get overwhelmed with, with, with you know, having to run out and learn all this stuff because, I know some, I know I can manipulate CSS. I know how to use inspect element. I can change the color of a button. Woohoo! <laughs> I, when I learned to use inspect element, that was like a game changer for me because yeah, I was too. just kind of Sorry. running blind, <laughs> yeah. trying to you know, miss trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> and see, that's why I said CSS is top priority because even if you're using a page builder or a, the a template or something, you need to at least kind of understand uh, the cascading part of CSS. You need to understand what specificity is. You need to know, okay, well, this thing is orange because this, 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 and this selector are being applied to it. So if I just add one more level of specificity, I could be or I could change it to blue. Yeah. So I think that and is not have to use important. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> please don't put important on everything. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think to, to um, piggyback on, on what David Blackman was saying, um, a successful theme or plugin, um, the code is just one aspect of it. There's um, the overall functionality, there's a user interface, there's a lot of elements besides the actual code that maybe a great uh, programmer 
isn't good at, but somebody who's who's more of a uh, marketer or an idea or an uh, idea person is is great at. So there's there's a lot of elements that go into a successful product besides code. So everybody has their strengths and yeah, um, and it, it all ties together. Yeah, and, and I think there's for people that are like building websites for clients, there's like this evolution, you know, of skill level. I know when I first started building websites, I didn't know. CSS or HTML, but I could install a WordPress theme, you know, and I learned how WordPress, you know, the UI of WordPress works at least. And so I was able to install a theme and stuff. And then I kind of, okay, this is kind of cool, but here's like, I would really like to learn how to do this. And then I learned, oh, that's CSS. So I kind of learned more about CSS. Then I learned, like Leslie mentioned, how to inspect element. And that was like groundbreaking and stuff. So I think the bottom line is you don't have to go out and learn these languages before getting started. You can jump in and then kind of see, you know, where that journey takes you and figure out, okay, yeah, I, I am really going to need to learn how to do CSS as Elster mentioned to be able to, you know, learn, you know, the specificity. I'm not going to try to say that again, um, you know, and how it works. And specificity, 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 specificity. David wins. David and Black. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> all right. And, and, and Pablo was saying I have echo, but I have no idea how. I've got my headphones on. and So oh, I'm not hearing what that about, echo. what if somebody were to ask, okay, if I want to be Divi, uh, build Divi child themes, what do I need to learn? If I want to build Divi plugins, what do I need to learn? So for a child theme, you absolutely need CSS for plugins. And that's probably it. For the most part, depending on how much you want to put into your child theme, sure you can put JavaScript flourishes in there, or uh, you know, I guess you could use HTML, but you're probably not going to because you're doing you're using Divi for that part. So definitely CSS and maybe nothing else. Um, but in terms of Divi plugins, you certainly need PHP just because of how WordPress works. You need to at least understand like the uh, structure of a plugin, like what is a plugin and how do you hook that into something. Yeah. So you have to understand uh, not just vanilla PHP, but WordPress flavor. So you need to know like at least some hooks and how filters and how those kinds of things work. That's more WordPress, but in, it is PHP, right? And then uh, the function of your plugin will decide the rest. If you're if it's gonna be JavaScript flourishes, you'll need JavaScript. If it's gonna be CSS styling, it's gonna be, and you know, I imagine most of it is just uh, adding some kind of element to the page. So you may also need HTML. It just, it's what you want to do with your plugin. Awesome. I'm going to say with Divi layouts, it, there's even less. Like you really don't, if you wanted to create a Divi layout and sell it, I don't think you really need to learn any of them. You can do everything in Divi, export, you know, you don't need to add any custom CSS. But again, knowing those different things can help you make better layouts. Yeah, I, I think even even Divi child themes, <laughs> Uh, but I mean, besides like, uh, you know, knowing some uh, basic PHP to like enqueue the style sheet, I mean, really you could just change around, um, you know, modules and, and have everything set module side without even really knowing CSS and, and it could be a child theme if you have a package properly. Ideally, you don't do that. <laughs> uh, the beauty of, uh, child themes is to get that kind of next level, uh, customization that you can't get with layout packs. But technically, you could have a child theme and have multiple pages and then, you know, ha have everything exported within like a content um, XML and imported into the person's website. So uh, with Divi, it's, it's pretty basic. But if you're going to be if, if you're going to be selling and making a business out of uh, child themes, then, yeah, definitely know uh, HTML, CSS and and uh, probably a basic knowledge of uh, PHP first, you know, especially if it's like an e-commerce shop and you're. Uh, doing some, you know, WooCommerce customiza customizations and stuff, because otherwise, and you're you're pretty bare bones um, with like some of the custom templates. I think we uh, something you just said is kind of important. So if you're going to sell products, that's probably what most of us do, um, and that means you're most likely going to support them. And so the more of the support that you have to provide, the more PHP you're going to have to know, and also like server configurations. You're going to have to understand what is a PHP memory limit and why is it so low on most shared hosting, that kind of thing. 
you'll have to know your way around cPanel and probably not a whole lot of SQL, but you'll have to understand the database's role. And so you get more into the back end, the more you shift towards supporting these things. Yeah, and you can't say that you don't support customers on shared hosting. It doesn't fly. <laughs> yeah, they don't like that. <laughs> just for the record, I haven't actually done that. I just want to <laughs> well, I, I hate to tell you, but I, most I, of your customers probably are on shared hosting. <laughs> yeah, it depends on who the host is sometimes, but I, I've been tempted to say it. <laughs> ooh, ooh, do we get the name drop now? <laughs> No, no, no hating, no oh. hating on the host, no hating on the host. All right. Well, I think we've kind of given some really good ideas of, of what programming languages you should probably need to know basic at, at least anyways, to build websites, to build products. Um, did we miss anything? I think we kind of discussed the importance of, you know, ordering which ones you should prioritize and. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of different for everybody. But. We, we have a question for David Elster in the chat. Ooh. Joan, Joan asked How do you know that's not for David Black? Because <laughs> <laughs> Elster was the only one talking I'll, about Calypso. I'll read the question. In. <laughs> yeah. It's so, a matter of context. <laughs> I, was, uh, I, was answering, I was typing the question as you called me out. So it says, David, do you think the Calypso editor will replace the existing WordPress dashboard admin interface? OK, so uh, those are two different things. So I. Let's let me cut this into two pieces here. So the Calypso editor. There's no Calypso editor, but um, let's go look at Calypso because the rest of the question is about the admin. Do I think Calypso will replace the WordPress.org uh, WP admin? The answer is eventually. I don't think that they're going to jump to that because of how um, Gutenberg is being received. It's not being received very well, right? So uh, Calypso is being offered as an alternative. And they're like, look what we can do if we move things to JavaScript and React. Like, we don't have to have all these pages refresh. And uh, like, when you activate a plugin, the everything has to refresh. It doesn't have to be as awful as it is. There is a better alternative. And they just kind of shifted it off to the side as like, look, you can go look at how nice it can be if you want. Um, but in terms of Gutenberg, I think the Gutenberg editor will replace the existing uh, editor. Yes. That's coming in a month or two, right? Like WordPress 5.0 is going to ship with Gutenberg. So um, Calypso, I think, is currently they're they're very uh, keen on saying this is an alternative uh, that you can try and see how great React is. It's more of like a marketing thing, but I, as we see more things being pushed uh, towards JavaScript and React, and as people well, like once they open the Gutenberg blocks repo. Uh, like there is a theme and plugin repo. Uh, I think that they will merge Calypso into Core eventually. Even if they say that there's no plan to do so ever, I do. I I 100% believe that is on the roadmap at some point. And I want to say something, and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it's actually it may be a while before Gutenberg actually replaces the editor. It's going to be people are going to have a choice, right? Classic or Gutenberg? Um, so yes and no. Right now you have the choice of opting into Gutenberg. And then when WordPress 5.0 drops, you'll have the option of opting into the classic editor. But you'll have to install the plugin for the classic editor like you do the uh, Gutenberg plugin now. So okay. you, so that's not really, it, let's, let's be honest, it's not really an option. You have to be in the know to know to go to the plugin repo, to install the classic editor, and to activate it over the Gutenberg editor. And you know, like there's a lot of hoops to jump through to get the classic editor back. So it's not a really an option in the, like if you're watching this, you then it's an option for you. But the, the WordPress market at, at wide, they're not that linked into WordPress development, like core development. So it's not really an option for them. Got it. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, I, I have a strong feeling, and, and this is from talking to people that I, I think are kind of in the know, that um, upgrading to 5.0, even without installing the classic editor plugin, by the time they, they launch um, Gutenberg in 5.0, somebody not knowing what they're doing and, and hitting that update button to 5.0 isn't going to crash your, your website. It's going to take those pages that are already built in the classic editor 
and keep those within the classic editor. But your default, when you go to create a new page or post, Gutenberg is going to be enabled. Um, that plugin is going to be there to make Gutenberg the um, default choice for the editor um, for when you're passing it off to your to your clients or, or whatever it might be. But uh, a few people I've talked to have kind of strongly hinted at the fact that if, if your page is already um, designed within the classic editor, it's going to remain so. But new new pages and posts will, by default, enable Gutenberg. We'll so if, happens. That, if that's the case, then that is news to me. Because as far as I know, and I am not as linked in, but we should ask Leslie, honestly, because she's working on the Gutenberg project. Um, yeah, Leslie. Give us your... But um, as far as I know, what will happen is there is a classic editor block for Gutenberg. So when you add that block, you get the classic editor in that little small section. And so as far as I know, uh, when you convert a WordPress 4.x uh, website to WordPress 5.0, when you make that that click the big button, that hopefully there's a big warning like everything is going to you know be destroyed. Don't click this. Uh, when you finally move over. Everything that you have now will be added into Gutenberg in a classic editor block. So as far as I know, you will not have the custom editor uh, available to you except for the custom editor block, which is probably not going to be as as uh, complete as the classic editor plugin, and it certainly won't take up the entire user interface, right? Like you'll still be in uh, Gutenberg at that point. You'll just have one little piece that will be the classic editor. That's kind of like Divi now. If you have text in the classic editor and you turn on Divi, it will automatically add that text to a text module within Divi. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that or like the, the code module of Divi, right? Where it's just like raw, whatever was there is now dumped into this thing. So it's, it's but I mean, I guess the text module is a good point. But like, so short, there, short codes exist in Gutenberg. There is a short, co uh, short code block. Um, but they're not going to use that. They're just going to use the classic editor, and your shortcodes won't be converted to shortcode blocks. They'll just be dumped into this classic editor block um, for compatibility issues, basically. And but your everything that you have already built will probably be moved to Gutenberg, as far as I know. Let me read. Um, with the, I'm I'm just a fly on the wall in this Slack group. But somebody did just happen to ask about um, the actual like nomenclature, what they're going to call it. So one person asked another real quick terminology question. Is there a preferred title for the editor Gutenberg is replacing? Just the classic editor? Person responds, yes, classic editor is the right term for when you revert to the old editor. I don't know what to make of that. Maybe that helps you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's what I said. So if you, if you okay. like the editor that exists now, so Divi doesn't use that, obviously. The thing that Divi replaces is the classic editor. That will become a plugin as Gutenberg is a plugin now. So they're gonna they're gonna switch places essentially, but like I said, most people who use WordPress who aren't LinkedIn who aren't watching podcasts about WordPress, right? Uh, the the community at large is just gonna have all their stuff converted to Gutenberg uh, and dumped into a classic editor block, which without the plugin being installed and enabled. So that's it. That's they're not gonna be able to switch to the classic editor. They're not gonna be like, oh, I don't like this new feature. Click and then it goes back. They're just gonna have their content uh, converted to the new style. And I'm going to bring us back to our show topic, which is the languages you should be learning. Gutenberg. And this is why you should be learning JavaScript. Okay, so another language you should be learning is how to Google when things don't go right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So when everything gets converted into Gutenberg. The key term language. A very important Google. language to learn is how to Google effectively so that you receive an answer that can help you. Highly recommend. Yes, Google and YouTube University, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, we've run right up here, right at about an hour, and uh, I would Google love to. Google really is with, a thing. Oh, in with our <laughs> in with our normal way, parting thoughts, and uh, I'm gonna throw Corey Jenkins oh, under really? the bus first. <laughs> uh, parting, go, Corey. Go. Parting thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we kind of uh, talked about it. Just stick to your strengths at, at minimum. Learn a basic overview of uh, HTML, CSS, kind of just the overall um, infrastructure of WordPress as a whole and how it works and communicates with itself. If if you have a really hard time um, 
you know, it, it, everybody's brains wired differently. If, if you have a hard time picking up on programming languages, uh, don't kill yourself and stay up for uh, 72 hours straight, uh, three, you know, uh, three times a month to try to try to learn all this stuff. There's people out there that can help you talk to the smart guys like David Elster, Terry, whose brains are wired for programming. But if, if you're going to be in the WordPress space uh, and you're doing it for a living, just kind of learn the basics of how everything is uh, structured. So, Parting thought, Corey, not parting story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, messing with you. My, David, go. <clears throat> David Elster, you have anything yeah. you want to part with? Um, so I guess I'll just kind of give like a quick overview again. Uh, if you are building the front end of websites and you're using a page builder like Divi, because we're all here for Divi, right? Uh, if you uh, CSS is still the most valuable skill to you, no matter what you're doing with WordPress, CSS is an absolute must. Um, if you want more control of the of the front end, HTML is a good option. And if you want uh, inter like them to be interactable, if you want things to be like do things when you click or hover, maybe JavaScript is the thing for you. Um, and then if you're a developer with WordPress, PHP is a must because WordPress is built on PHP. But more importantly, is going to be JavaScript and specifically. Uh, React. React is the future of WordPress, so get started on the future. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. Leslie? Um, yeah, I'm going to say CSS because, well, that's the one I love, and, and I agree. I think it's it's helpful all around, no matter what you do. Um, but, yeah, that's it. I don't have a, a good part of that. <laughs> okay. It's good enough. Sarah? <laughs> I'm similar, got nothing, um, learn CSS or, uh, you know, figure out which one you gravitate to and then maybe build that into your job. Um, if you don't understand CSS but you understand PHP, then make that your job and don't worry about the CSS. But, yeah, and learn to Google. Awesome. Terry? Uh, pretty much what everybody else said. I would also say... <clears throat> CSS would be your number one. Uh, that's because with just a few lines, you can completely change the way your entire website looks. It's very powerful. Um, if you're the learning type, I would say stick your toe into the water of each of these things that we've talked about. And if something sparks your interest, then go for it. If it's not for you, move along to something else. That's all I got. Thanks, Terry. Tim. Yeah, so I don't know if there's a whole lot to add. Everyone gave some outstanding final thoughts. Um, I would say, you know, don't get hung up necessarily on on the, the coding languages if you're, you're, you know, in the very beginning stages. Um, you know, jump into a, a, a page builder like Divi and, you know, get your feet wet, start building. Because um, I, I feel like for me, if I were to, uh, was told to learn all these languages before building a website, I would have gotten bored before I even started. And so um, I think it can be important to to get some experience. And once you do that, you can, you'll learn pretty quickly what you can do and what you can't do. And so then you can kind of dive in and, and learn about the languages to see what's possible. Like Terry said, a few lines of CSS, you can do a whole lot. JavaScript, you can do anything you want. Um, and so, yeah, that would be my final thoughts. Awesome. I guess if I have any parting thoughts, it's going to be um, if you have no desire to learn any of these languages and have a desire to build a WordPress business, outsource, 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 because there's lots of people that love doing what they do. We've got a couple on here, Terry and David Elster, who they're programmers, they're coders. They love, that's what they that's what that's their thing. And there's that's lots their of bread and butter. Yeah, that's their jam, so to speak. So meat and potatoes. If that's <laughs> something that caves your head in like it does mine and it puts you to sleep and you don't really have any desire to learn it, you don't have to. Hire them. You know. These people make a living. Everybody else make a living. So don't be afraid to outsource. And uh other than that, I'm kind of done. 
uh, learn react to. I think yeah, it probably there, uh, there are ones to say learn <laughs> react 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 and yeah. WP, WP REST API. React. <laughs> That's what yeah. I've been saying the whole yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> the REST API is fascinating. So, all right, next week we're going to have another stimulating topic on Divi Chat. I don't even know what the heck it is, but it's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so come back and see us next week. And thanks for everybody tuning in tonight. We'll see you guys next week. Thank Bye -bye. you.